Welcome to the Guardrail Podcast. This is a podcast about what it looks like when you ask God to give you eyes to see and ears to hear. We describe all the many things God has shown us as we have pursued a deeper walk with Him. I'm Rachel. And I'm Fa. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Are we starting? Yeah. This is happening? It happened already. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Tell the listeners. To the Guardrail Podcast. (laughs) What? Tell the listeners what you just told me. I'm excited. I'm hop. Uh, what's the word? Hype, hyped up? Yes, yeah. that is the English hopped word. Up. I'm hopped up. Hopped and hyped over here. On the on the caffeine. The drug known as caffeine. Caffeine. How do you right? say it in Portuguese? Caffeine. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, anyway, I had some of that, and that does the trick for me. Well, I I drink caffeine or coffee, or energy drinks. All th- all throughout the days, um, as I'm at work, you know, mm-hmm. at night, and um, I forgot that I can do much the same when I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> I only had one cup of coffee today. To be fair, I tried to have two this morning, but it was too much, and then I left it and forgot it somewhere. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, the answer to that is everywhere. What are you talking about? You leave your coffees everywhere. No. Yes. You leave no. it on the windowsill here. Everywhere. No, no, no. That's empty now. Yeah, I need my but, empty you know, it's always cups. like half drink. And no, it's not half drink. No, stop. I drink all of it, and Most, then I leave. So I make myself iced coffees. In the winter, I drink hot coffee. I want to start taking pictures. Of it's your summer times that I drink the the iced version, and then the ice melts, and then you think it's a half of a coffee, but it's not. I drink it all. Yeah, it's just that stuff in the. You bottom. know, I learned today that the Dunkin' frozen drinks have like a hundred grams of sugar. Yeah, they One taste like it. Hundred grand. How do you know that? Who told I, you? I I saw it. Where did you see it? In the internet. <laughs> Got the PDF and all. <laughs> the PDF. Yeah. So uh, Obama passed mm-hmm. a law. Oh yeah, I know. Where you have to disclose the calories of your the stuff that you sell. Wasn't that M- Michelle? <laughs> Yeah, it was her thing. Remember we used to... On her war against the fat children. I remember... <laughs> they're fatter now than before. Yeah, they are. I remember I used to... We used to work at Domino's mm-hmm. and the owner was really upset because there's no way you could print out all the calories for every pizza they have. Yeah. Because literally the combinations of pizzas are in the millions. So if you just change one ingredient... You know, yeah. like you can make like a million different pizzas. And you so can't just, what do you do? Well, you could, you, you could list out the calories per ingredient. Mm-hmm. It's like if you put this ingredient and then you just add it up. But I remember that. What they wanted was for, you know, for restaurants to list everything. I was like 500 calories, 600 on every item. On a menu? On every item that you sell. But you, you can't do that when you can mix and match. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. That's yeah, interesting. So that doesn't work. That was a fun job. Working at Domino's. I actually uh, had fun doing that. Yeah, it was fun. We made no we, money, though. Fa and I both were deli- pizza delivery drivers. Yeah. Back when? In the day. Like 2012. Before the children. 2011. Mm, yeah. Um, back back in the inner city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, it was a fun job, actually. Um, mm, yeah. And then... Well, you didn't. You didn't like it. I liked it. Well, though. the reason I didn't like it was because at the Chinese you made tons of money, but at Domino's you didn't. So why did you leave in the first place? And I left because the Chinese kept getting robbed all the time. Remember that? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I remember one time you came home and you were like, "I was just robbed." Yeah. And they like, didn't they like threaten you? Then they weren't they going to beat you up or something or had a gun at you? Or I something? was robbed. Uh, so <laughs> five times. Yeah. The first time was a Sunday afternoon, which really caught me off guard. Right. Really it's the Lord's Day. Yeah. They're supposed to rest on that day. Yeah. So I... Rest from the robberies. Walked up to this house. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say it was sort of, you know, section housing, that is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I walked up to the house, and there are four apartments in this one building. And the door opens by itself, and they're not supposed to, because they're supposed to buzz you in. Well, anyways, I don't think about it, and I start walking, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to go up the stairs, and someone shoves me up against the wall, hmm. and then they put a gun in my face, and they had a black uh, ski mask on. <laughs> yeah. It it took me what felt, there was like a minute to realize what was happening, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I just remember cold steel on my face, because it was like the gun. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was awful, yeah. Guy was shoving me, asking me for the money and stuff. I had at least 200 bucks on me. Sheesh. Yeah. Because at the Chinese, you could rack up money real quick. Like, if you if you go out, like, three times in a row to do deliveries and it's busy, mm-hmm. and you don't stop to put your cash away, um, and a Chinese order could easily be 50 bucks, and you leave with four or five all the time. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. Can, you have a lot of money quickly. Yeah. Domino's, pizza, like we were saying, you just, you leave with one or two pizzas and it's like, most of it on the credit card, so you don't really have a lot of money on you. And Domino's like, really has a policy that you're not supposed to have more than 20 bucks on you. you know what, what did I mean? we do with the extra money? Um, You just put it back. No, I don't remember that. No, you gave it to them, right? You count it and you give it to them and they, uh, I don't remember actually. I think we kept it. Yeah, I don't remember. You're don't not supposed really to have it in your pocket. I don't know. Because the I manager don't will anymore. check. Like if no, someone, I've never gotten checked. Yeah, but someone from... That's because you work mostly at night. During the days, people from corporate come by and like, they what? would tap your pockets to see how much money you had. That's weird. Which now I think about it as weird. It's kind of like... Yeah. You could hit, yeah, sexual harassment. Or uh, but you in court, son. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So you got robbed five times. That was the first time. I feel like that's... Uh, the second time traumatic. I was robbed... Um, okay, so the second time, it, by the Wait way, a minute. They by the way, you... in two weeks, uh-huh. this was in the span of two weeks, I had worked there for two years, never been wrong. And Bear then, in mind, you had to pay the Chinese back. The first time I did not. But what, I, after I'll get all to the other that. times. I'll get to that. Okay. The second time I pulled up to this house, also in the middle of the day, three kids were outside and they're just, you know, Three there. children? Yeah. Well, like teenagers. Boy, and they're they're talking to me, and then one kid comes from the side of the house with a baseball bat on his head. Nice, and he you know he just says, "Give me the money," and I had very little money on me. It's like thirty, forty bucks, so I just gave it to him and left. That was the second time I was robbed, so I was outnumbered. So I was like, "Whatever, it's just money." You know what I mean? Did you like throw it and then run? Uh, no, no, no. I was there's no running because my car was parked right there. And they were like right next to my car. Did they take your Chinese food too? I don't remember. Hmm. Um, and you know, that was like on a Wednesday or something. I don't remember. But later, a cab driver comes to 
Happy Garden, the Chinese place I worked uh-huh. at. And he was like, oh, who was the driver that was robbed? And I said, it was me. And he's like, oh, did you give him one? He's like, yeah. And he said that they robbed the cab driver. The cab driver fought back, and the kid hit him in the head with Ooh. a baseball bat, and the guy was in a hospital. Whoa. And that's the last I heard of that. Wait a minute. Yeah. The cab dri- driver fought him back mm-hmm. and then showed up that night and told no. you? No, 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 no. This was another cab driver that came in, like, was talking to me oh. about it. That cab driver was in a hospital. Yikes. Okay. Another time I got robbed was <laughs> like God. 11 o'clock at night on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to deliver. Uh, by the way, if you ever are trying to move to Forever, the second time I was robbed was on 2nd Street. The third time, 3rd Street. The last time was on 5th Street. So never go to 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th Street because those are like really bad. Anyways, I'm on 3rd Street and... I'm ringing the doorbell. No one's answering. There's no lights Mm. on the house. And I see a guy walk up to me with a machete. Oh, my God. And he says, if you scream, I'll cut you. Again, I had like 30 bucks on me. (laughs) Do you not have like post-traumatic stress disorder? (laughs) Listen, each one of of these times, except maybe for the first one, I I had like a bad feeling that I was Mm. about to get robbed. Yeah. Um, Anyway, this time with the machete a guy walks by and he is watching me on the phone he's on the phone and he's just talking to somebody yeah and then like 15 seconds later another guy comes from around the corner with the machete and says if you scream okay yeah <laughs> just gave them money you know and left the fourth time i got robbed i did a delivery on second street oh and I had a delivery. It was all fine. And I was hanging around in my car like an idiot. Mm-hmm. And it was 10 o'clock at night. Like I was sending a text message to somebody. Yeah. And I shouldn't have. I should have yeah. left. Yeah. Anyway, two guys like run up to the car, open my door, get me out of the car, bring me to the back of the house. And this it was dark. This was the last time, right? I don't remember if this was the last time. But that was the like fourth time maybe I was, I was robbed. And these guys... Brought me to the back of the house. They were searching the car. They got all the money. And they made me kneel down. And they were going to beat me up. Because yes. if you know anything about gangs, is for you to get into a gang, you have to like beat up somebody. Yeah. So I think that was a gang initiation thing. Uh, but someone came from the house downstairs to smoke and spooked the guys. So they ran. Hmm. That was traumatizing. Yeah, like, I bet. Another time I was robbed was I just, they just wanted the food. So they ordered and they're standing outside the house or whatever. And I'm trying to ring the doorbell and there's two guys over there mm-hmm. just standing. And they waited for the perfect moment and snatched the food from my hand and ran. The time I had to pay back the money that you're talking about mm-hmm. is one day, as I always did, and every Chinese driver does, I think. Mm-hmm. At least happy guy. Maybe they didn't do it. I don't know. Um, I went to deliver and then I came back. I went inside the restaurant. I left my car running, of course. <laughs> and when I came out, there's no car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had six hundred dollars inside the car. Ooh, yeah. My passport was in there. Yikes. I had a radio in there and I had some paintball equipment in there. 
they took everything but a dollar and 25 cents and I had a ton of coins. I think in coins must have had like 50 to 100 bucks. Okay. Because it's easy to like rack up coins when you're a delivery driver. Yeah. Anyway, they left the passport a dollar and 25 cents in there. <laughs> At least I, you know, hear what's worse. What? The week before I decided that I was paying too much for my car insurance because it was like full coverage. Mm-hmm. And I went to my insurer and I was like, can you lower my coverage? Mm-hmm. And that means that when your car is taken, you don't get paid. Yikes. Yep. But I ended up finding that car, which huh. is crazy. Funny story is I have found three stolen cars. One was mine. <laughs> the other one was the Chinese driver had a car stolen too. Mm-hmm. One day I'm just doing the delivery and, he, and I see his car. And I called my boss. And my boss called him immediately because he was in New York inside a dealer about to sign for a new car. Wait, to replace the car that had been stolen. Oh, okay. And he stopped the deal immediately and got on the bus back to forever and went and got his car. And then another time that I found a stolen car was in the ghetto. I was on Facebook one time and I saw someone posted a, a Honda hatchback and it was easy to remember because it was either all black with a replaced white bumper or another color and the bumper was white. Mm-hmm. So it was easy to see. Yeah. So I pulled up and I was like, oh, that's that stolen car I saw on Facebook. So I called my friend and he called his friend and he came down and just like took the car. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, I feel like these stories are very traumatic, so I don't know. I'm glad that you're not, um, have you, did you have to deal with a lot of forever fear? for a while? I was traumatized. Yeah. That's mainly why I quit that job. I didn't want to be robbed anymore. <laughs> well, I told you to quit. I mean, you came yeah. home the last time you're like, I just got robbed. I was like, um, no, that was, um, the girl that was there got robbed and I was like, oh, the girl was robbed. And like a while before that, good Lord, a Chinese driver was robbed too. Oh, a Chinese guy was robbed and um the guy had a knife and cut his hand. Ugh. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, it's getting dangerous. I'm gonna well, leave. Yeah. And then we just went then you just <laughs> went to deliver pizza mm-hmm. in the same city. No, 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 no. Yeah, you did. I went to Newport to deliver pizza. Yeah, but then you made your way back to Fall River again. And then you got your wife to work with you. Yeah, so well like, but like I went to a different Chinese place. Because this one's being robbed. No, I know, I know. But we were talking about Domino's. I mean, who both delivered pizza and Domino's. So I'm just talking about how somehow we ended the up owner doing the assured same thing. me that no, his drivers were never robbed ever. Which I do feel like is probably true because you know it's a corporate thing and not independent yeah, business. Yeah, I think and that. Yeah, I think that people our cars feel more were like lit up and yeah, we had our little uniform on. I don't think that. They don't take sketchy orders. I yeah, don't think like, their phones accept like prepaid phone calls. Yeah, yeah, that kind you of stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, although I will say that in my experience to that time, I did come encountered encounter some weird situations. Yeah. Another thing that Domino's does as well is like they have a database of their customers. Yeah. So if you're delivering to a place all the time, it's like, oh yeah, safe. I remember <laughs> showing up to this one apartment and I'm like ringing the, it was like a gross, it was gross place. It was the middle of the day though. Um, 
it was like super dirty and smelled like a certain kind of herb that you yeah. smoke. And, um, and you walk upstairs and I, I knocked on this door and like no one answered and knocked again. And this guy was yelling, come in, just open the door. Yeah. I was like, I was nobody. Like, mm. Thank you. But I did it anyway because I was dumb. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I opened the door and there was like this guy laying on the floor. <laughs> this guy was laying on the floor <laughs> and I was like, whoa. You okay, buddy? He's like, yeah, I just, I just threw out my back and, oh and my I can't God. get up. And he had like clearly urinated all over himself. Oh like his God. pants were so wet. So he ordered pizza? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, do you need me to like call for help? Like call an ambulance for you? And he's like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I do this all the time. And I was like, <laughs> I was like okay, well, it's $20. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like okay he reaches in his pocket and hands me a soggy $20 bill uh, peed on yeah peed on uh, yep I took it and then uh, I, I walked away and I was like hmm that was interesting and then I, later on I'm like I should have just called 911 or something clearly yeah. he was not well yeah but you know Gross. You, you live you learn yeah <laughs> I was like okay <laughs> I was like you sure you don't need help and he's like yeah I'm fine I was like how do you get around I could crawl around. Oh my god! Oh, I don't okay. remember any of that. You don't remember that? No. Yeah, that sticks with me. That memory. And then another time when I delivered, uh, it was like dusk time. You know, probably like seven or eight. And there was like I'm delivering Chinese or not Chinese? I delivered pizza, and um, there was like gunshots like a block away, and then I saw a bunch <laughs> of people running. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I should go too. <laughs> But yeah, those were my only two good stories. Yeah. Most part, I thought it was fun. Yeah, it is fun. It's a fun job. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know then, how we... Then we quit and went back to college. Yeah, then we were like, we got to go get some education. <laughs> well, what happened was, is I got I got pregnant with Lily, and I was like, I can't be a pregnant delivery I remember driver. you being so tired all the time. I was like, oh just quit. Because at that I was time, so tired. At that time, I was already back at the Chinese making tripled what i was making the yeah you're making basically our both of our yeah thing. so like just quit that's why i went back to school yeah to be a nurse i was like i'm gonna it was like any mini mini mo first just you pick went this to one. be a cna and then you became a nurse yeah that's true i had to do that job for a little you bit you did cna for like six months or I was something like, i can't do this <laughs> my hat's off to all c i mean i know how hard it is my mom was a cna for like almost 20 years maybe mm, yeah and I worked Even in nursing more. homes. She's still a CNA now, right? No, she's retired well, she now. She was helping somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah that's we, true. She did like home care yeah. type of stuff. But I I worked in a nursing home in high school as an activities assistant or whatever, mm. entertaining that's the old fun, people. Yeah. And uh, so I was well-versed in nursing home. And anyway, Tell us some of the compliments the old people gave you. I don't remember any compliments they gave me. Make it up for the no. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, they love me. I used to sing to them. Like old hymns and stuff. I used to bring my guitar in the nursing yeah. home and sing to them. And they loved it. And one time I remember there was this one See, that's elderly individual who had dementia. And she was wild though. Like, you know how it is. I mean, like, yeah, people have dementia and they're pleasantly yeah. confused. Then you have others that you leave your fingers near them. They'll bite you, you know, mm. and that kind of thing. I've had many old ladies hug, hug me in a nursing homes yeah. thinking I'm their grandson and stuff and I was like oh yeah like this some of them are sweet and then you don't get a tip and one time <laughs> you know what I hated about nursing homes what? is like I always had to ask the nurse 
what's the code for the elevator so I can get out of oh, there? Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, they have, yeah, and, exactly. Uh, and you see old people <laughs> walking towards you, and you're like, give me the code. I they still leave. you. <laughs> no, I tell them, like, give me the code, you know, before those old people hug me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then that's fair, though. Um, but no, I remember like singing, I was on the second floor and I was singing to the residents and one of the elderly dementia, crazy dementia ones though, mm. um, got loose upstairs in the balcony. There was like, a, then, you know, there's like an outdoor patio basically right. on each floor and some like someone didn't lock it or didn't shut it right. And this old lady got out and then she just booked it. Like she was just booking it across Did the parking fall? lot. No, but she was fast. Oh. And then there was like a ton of other people running after her. It was like a line of people running after this old woman. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and I was like, oh, that's exciting. But um, yeah, no, I, I know. I've never in a home. Oh my God. Me either. We have two girls, so I think our chances are good. I hope I'm if never we had in a sons, home. <laughs> we'd probably be in a nursing home. <laughs> so younger, uh, not younger, but you know, daughters are usually more, yeah, compassionate. Good thing for my parents, they finally had a girl mm. to help them in their elder years. True, because my brothers would be like, "Yeah, put them in a home." Yeah, they don't care. Sons don't really care about birthday parties or anniversaries, but thankfully, they have some, you know, some of them have uh, wives, and then they yeah. have me, so I can help. Yeah. Plan things. Bob, what do you want to share tonight? All right. So off the top of my head, some things that I don't think I've shared here. There was this one time we were going to have a meeting and I decided to go pray right before our meeting. And as I, so the way visions happen for me is, you know, you start praying or whatever. And by the way, when I say, like, start praying, I think people have the idea that you go in and you're like, oh, Heavenly Father, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't pray like that. Do you do that? I don't know. I don't say Heavenly Father like that. Like, do you, like, just pray? Or do you just, like, talk to God? Um, I don't know. I do both, I guess. I'm trying to make it so, like, God knows I'm talking to him now. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's always, it's me, are you there? Like, you know, yeah, hey God, it's, it's our Where time are now. you, yeah. <laughs> Which is probably not good, but. No, it's, it's. I it's, feel like I have to do that to yeah. be like, okay, not that, I'm obviously make, God knows. To make it official, you know what I mean? Yeah, but like, I don't know, there's probably something to say about all that, but. Most of the time, so most like of I the, have to. Yeah, so most of the times you pray and it's like, you start. You know, saying a bunch of things or you do a little bit of worship. And then like for me, like 20, 30 minutes into it, maybe I'll see something. Mm-hmm. Is this I'll... every time? It's most of the times. Really? Yeah. I've heard like two visions of yours. So what? What does that mean? That means <laughs> you're not sharing them. Uh, I tell yeah. you all the time. In fact, you'd be real fussy if I don't tell you. I know. Well, it's because you it's different yours. for you. You see like a whole movie, so I want to, <laughs> I want to see your movie. Yeah. Well, uh, for me, it's different. So this one particular time, I was taken by surprise because as soon as I close my eyes to start praying, I see an angel just like coming down mm-hmm. real quick. You know what I mean? Like cartoonish. Well, not. I wouldn't say cartoonish, but like. You know when Superman like lands mm-hmm. like that, but this angel was so big I could only see 
his shin or whatever. Mm. And like he was very shiny. It was like shiny, almost made out of metal like. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh. Uh, like I would look up and I would only see like the knees of mm-hmm. the angel or whatever. Yeah. And then one thing I noticed right away is he had his sword out. And his sword was shiny too, like, you know, like silver or something, like very shiny. And I was like, well, you know, this angel means business or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, who is this? I asked God, I was like, who is this? It's like, what's the deal with this angel? And then God tells me right away. Because I remember, I remember only having 30 minutes. So like, I was kind of like in a hurry because soon people will be here, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm asking God, like, who is this? And God says that's the angel of relationship. Hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Do you remember this story? I do. Um, I was like, what does that, like, what does that mean? Like, relationship angel or whatever. And he was like, you, this angel shows up when you pray for somebody. Hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. So he started to show me how that worked. He, like, if you, for instance, pray for someone, right? Someone asks for your prayer or whatever. But it's not like, um, it's not like, oh, someone tells you something and you go, oh, I'm going to pray for you. Not, not that kind. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like someone's with you and they share something that I had the impression that's usually something that the person was like ashamed of or they never told anybody. You know what I mean? Like, it was, this gave me the impression that you were intimate with that person and you care for them. It is not the, I'll, I'll pray for you, sweetie, type of deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not that kind of thing, yeah. but it's like a, a legit, like prayer, like, like you care for that person. So you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you care for them. So he showed me how that worked. And um, when you pray for somebody, that angel would just leave and battle for you. Mm-hmm. So I saw that angel like started spinning real quick. And as his, he spinned, he became just like a light. It was just like lightning. Mm-hmm. You know the Tasmanian devil? Yeah. When he spins real fast, you know what I mean? Kind of like. Yeah, becomes like a tornado, but of like of lightning and stuff. Yeah. And then like he just starts to spin and he's gearing up for it. And all of a sudden he just lifts his arm that has the sword. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in the middle of that tornado, now there's a sword coming at you. Mm. You know what I mean? And he would go straight to the issue you know what i mean like he he would just go in battle or whatever mm. and i saw words like depression i saw words like you know loneliness or some was like sin or addiction and stuff like that and this yeah. angel would just cut that right in the middle like mm. it was just cutting it in half yeah i was like wow it's you know super interesting and then what happened later is it's like something so powerful. Like I always think about it. Um, after seeing this angel situation, what I saw was I saw the enemy using people to curse people. You know what I mean? Because like the devil doesn't have any power over you. The only power he has is what we give him. So what he would do is he would put words in the mouths of people and Christian people. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
So, like, I saw the devil put words in the mouths of, like, a certain person to hurt somebody else. Mm, yeah. And I was like, wow, that's, like, incredible. Like, the devil would stand, like, right behind that person and just, just feed them, like, words. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, that's crazy. And what turns out is in that meeting, I was selling this to that person. And I saw this actually about a certain person that came to our meeting. Yeah. So I told them. And what they had said is that, you know, the exact words that I told that I saw in this vision was spoken about them. That's crazy. And I was like, wow, this is insane. I was like, I've never had something so like spot on and powerful like that so we prayed and as we prayed i saw the angel come and like just mm. cut those words you know what i mean I yeah like, just destroy it that's crazy yeah that was like in a super impactful meeting for me yeah i remember that that was pretty crazy yeah um yeah you so it's funny because i remember what you said to them and i remember thinking like that's really a bold thing to say yeah um this being the specific thing that you said in that specific situation, I was like, wow, isn't it? But turns out it was like exactly like you were hearing from God about that. Yeah. Which is pretty wild. Um, I mean, the Bible talks about angels doing battle for us and like in Kings, second Kings mm. battles, warring for Elijah, I think. And book of Kings. I don't know. I was going to look up the verse. Um, like the horses and chariots of fire to protect the prophet Elijah. You remember when I'm talking about that story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, like the angels do battle for us. Yeah, you know. And I never think about it in this, in this, in these terms of like words we speak. But I mean, the Bible is clear about like how mm. our tongue is a two-edged sword. Yeah, you know, and how you know we have the ability to to bring life or death in the power yeah. of the tongue, which is pretty wild. Like the things that we say about others, like actually matters to that degree that you are yeah. literally cutting someone down and killing them spiritually mm. or you're yeah. lifting them up. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Alex Seeley said something like that today on the her podcast. Oh, the yeah. The Lung Company podcast. Yeah. Uh, something about fiery darts mm. and how people will speak words about other people and they will, you know, be used to set people ablaze or on fire or whatever. Those are like fiery darts or whatever. Yeah. Um, another thing I saw about the devil and tongues was you were here too. Well, you're always here. I never had a meeting without you. So that's a dumb thing to say. <laughs> right. But I think you remember this one. Um, I remember this one meeting where I saw the devil walk into a butcher shop and he would look on the glass and there would be like different tongues in there. And he would pick something for him to use. Hmm. So he would look at the butcher and he would go, I need a tongue of a Christian. He would say that, I need a Christian tongue. Hmm. And then the butcher was like, oh, we have these. And he goes, I need that one. Because he knew whose tongue it was. Yeah. So he's like, I need that tongue to curse that person. And Wow, that's crazy. And the tongue would speak it. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Yeah. So he definitely uses things like that yeah i was like oh my god that's because if you think about it like how's he gonna do anything to you 
if it's not something that you allow. It could be something you say about yourself. It could be something that somebody says about you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was like, I just never thought of that. It's just so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, I had uh, some similar kind of vision about kind of like what you're talking about. Um, I was in the hot tub and I was, it was, I was by myself and it was like dark out. And, um, I started to see this, like, it looked like some kind of dog. Um, but it was in a bear combination. It looked like a bear mm. dog, but actually it was just a bear. I looked it up later because what I saw was like an actual thing and it was a bear. Huh. Um, but like, it looked like it had the mange or something or like rabies. Like it didn't look good at all. And it had a collar on it oh. and it was like sniffing around the yard. And then it finally like picked up my scent and mm. then it started following my scent. Mm. And I knew it was like coming for me, like going to yeah. come, like, come at me or whatever. And I was like, what the crap? And then I like kind of shook it off because I didn't like what I was seeing. And yeah. sometimes, again, like I still at this point where I'm like, is that me making stuff yeah. up or is that God? And and I shook it off. I didn't really like, I didn't let it just play out because I can just like, you know, you stop it. It's like you can stop the, the visions if you want to. It's like, yeah. oh, I don't want to see any more of that, you know? Yeah, you're never forced to see things. Right. You yeah. You that? have to, it, there's a choice in it. Yeah. Like, you have to let yourself see it. You have to let yourself play it out. Like, yeah. Um, and that's what I've learned is that if it's from God, then it will play out yeah. naturally. If it's from me, it's going to be nonsense after a while. I have plenty of things that I was like, that's dumb. I'm, like, that's I'm just nonsense. That yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I'm like out there and I'm like, oh, that's so weird. And then I saw like an actual creature running around out there and I was like, I need to get out of here. <laughs> I'm like, it's creepy out here. So I go back inside and like I'm praying about it later. later and um, I saw like... Um, I think it was Jesus or an angel. I don't remember now, but um, I think it was Jesus came in like slayed this bear or whatever. And, um, and I saw it take up like skin it and then it like mm. hung, um, it, like it, it let it bled out or whatever. Like, you know, you like when you're butchering a, a, a deer or something, you hang it up from a tree yeah. to like let the blood run out. And I saw Jesus like, or an angel, I think it was an angel, but whatever, um, kill this bear and hang it up the tree and bleed it out and then skin it. And then, then I saw, um, like Jesus was like, well, it's your, it's your rug now. I got you a bear rug. Mm. And I like, I was it's like, a souvenir. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you can, he was like, you can put it on, like you want it on the floor near your, hide, like, yeah. you want it like as a, as a carpet or you can put it on the wall. And I was like, let's put it on the wall. Yeah. But, um. I was like, God, what does that even mean? What was that bear representing? And he was like, it's a curse. It's like somebody's mm. cursing you mm. and you need to rebuke it. And like, so if somebody's talking crap about you and, and trying to put Ain't you down. Crazy? Yeah. And it's, and it's so wild. Mm. I was telling my mom about it and she was like, I think bears represent curses. Wow. Like in like some, somebody wrote a, some book about prophetic something. Yeah. Other, and, and I Googled it and it does. It means curses. Wow. I was like, oh my God, I was hearing from God. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't just crazy. me. I was like, so I rebuked those curses. But it's like, you know, every time you speak a negative word against somebody else, it's you're basically assigning demons to go carry out your word. Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so it's like, oh, that Rachel, she, you know, she's probably going to fail at this or whatever, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, well, let's go send 
demons after her to, to discourage her and yeah. try to carry out your word because there's power in your word. Oh yeah. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. So mm. if you're speaking death over something, there are, there are, there is a supernatural world. And mind you, I've seen like glimpses of it just through these visions. And it's not like you're sitting alone right now, wherever you're sitting. There are like, don't say that to people. No, it's true though. It's creepy as, <laughs> as out, let me tell you. <laughs> like there are things all around you yeah. Like you can't walk outside without creatures out and about. Do not be afraid though. Yeah, no, it's nothing to be afraid about. Yeah. Honestly, it's not. But like, don't think that you're not Just being be heard. Yeah. Don't don't think that you're not being heard by something. Like yeah. you are, one hundred percent. Yeah. What I also realized too is that in our flesh, you can walk around and say anything, mm-hmm. and there might be someone that hears you or not. Yeah. Right? Because there's a body in the room. Maybe they'll hear it. Mm-hmm. Maybe they won't hear. In in the supernatural, is not like that. There's no word that is lost. Oh, you yeah. Know I mean? That's absolutely true. There is, and, and there's a record of things, and mm-hmm. um, it's there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. there. Uh, they will pick it up, and they'll use it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's not, it's no joke. I keep thinking about our kids. Mm-hmm. One of the things that really made me think about what I say is, after we had kids... And people are like, yeah, be careful what you say about your kids. You know what I mean? Because you can curse them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you're angry and you're trying to rebuke them and say things, it's like, don't curse them. You know what I mean? There's a way right. to rebuke things and there's a way to, you know, do it the wrong way. Um, I remember listening to a podcast where people, they were talking about how back in the day people would say shame on you. Mm. And that's a big one for people. You know, you talk to anybody over, you know, 30, 40 years old. They remember at some point in their lives, people saying shame on you. Yeah. I (laughs) I don't remember it because I didn't grow up here. My parents didn't speak English, so they didn't say shame on you. (laughs) Whatever they said in Portuguese, you remember. Whatever. There were no words said. Mm -hmm. It was, I got the spanking. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. which I think it's much better than, (laughs) you know, having a curse spoken over you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But yeah. Do you think we have time for one more? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. You don't know. I, I say yes. Um, okay. I'm going to share this one, and I hope I don't break down crying, because like every that. time I do, I cry a little bit. But I should cry. Here we go. Uh, I shared this on Sunday. So, one time, I went to drop off the girls at school, right? And what happened was... When I'm in uh, the pickup drop-off line, Addie opens the door, and I hear plastic hit the floor. Because, you know, undeniable that a piece of plastic hit the floor, and I heard it. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, I thought, a toy fell down. And I'm not going to do anything about it because, one, I'm in a line where people are trying to get their kids to school. You know, it's like seven o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning. And two, it's a toy. I told them a thousand times just not to leave toys <laughs> laying around in the car or whatever and be careful with their toys. But they, you know, they don't care. Yeah. Because they're children. Yeah, That's they fine. So that was it. I went on with my day. I left. Um, about 
maybe a week or 10 days ago, or maybe just the next week, I don't remember. I went to pick them up again. And at this time, I'm not in the line because we were, we were late. I don't remember if you were there. You were not there, I think. Mm-mm. I went to pick them up and I had to go and park the car, walk across the parking lot and ring the doorbell, say, hey, I'm here for Lily and Addie or whatever. Yeah. Sit down and wait for them to be brought outside. Mm-hmm. As I'm walking, I see the piece of plastic on the floor. And I knew immediately it was mine. And the Holy Spirit said, pick that up. That's yours. Mm. So I did. And I take a look at it. And I recognize as being a piece of trim from the door that Addie opened. Mm. The reason I know that is because a while ago, I bought like, um, I don't know if they're called door jams, but I'm just going to say door jams. Because the car I bought, the doors didn't open all the way. Yeah. But if you bought different door jams, they open more. So they give you more clearance to get in now. Mm-hmm. So I had to dismantle the inside of the door to put that in. But anyways, I n- recognize it right away that it was a piece of that door jam. Mm-hmm. And it had been run over by other cars because it was in the parking lot. And I remember that in that week, we had crazy rain. And the parking lot over there is like really smooth and it's on a slope. So there's no way that that piece wasn't like supposed to be washed away. It should have been washed away. It should have been washed away by the rain. It should have been destroyed by other cars dropping. Because like a week's passed by where cars are just going there all Mm -hmm. the time to drop kids off. Anyway, it wasn't broken. Um, And, okay, so now I have the piece in my hand. And I'm sitting down waiting for the girls. And I hear the... I hear God say to me, like, you've, you've lost things, mm. but I'm going to, I'm going to help you find it. Mm. It's like, I'm going to give them back to you. Mm. It's like, I'm going to give your joy back. I'm going to give peace back. Not that I didn't have any joy or any peace, but it faded. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it felt, it felt like those things have faded for a while and God's like, I'm going to give them back to you. Mm. I feel those things in my body now. Like remember my jaw thing? Like yeah. my uh, my, I used there were there were times back I'm gonna say three four years ago where I wake up, my jaw would be locked up mm-hmm. and I didn't know what was happening. It wasn't until I talked to Pastor George and Dottie, I was like I wake up sometimes and my jaw is locked and she's like oh yeah, you know George sometimes has that too. It's like it's a lot of stress and stuff. You wake up and your jaw is just clenched because you you know you you bite really hard during your sleep. So I was like oh I didn't know like I didn't. I got I I didn't know what stress was in my life. Like I like I didn't know what was stressed. You know what I mean? Like I've never recognized stress. One other time I remember being stressed was I remember one time I was a stre- I was stressed out about my car and I remember how I dealt with stress when I was li- uh, younger. I was like, I'll go take a nap. Yeah. Like I was stressed out, I go take a nap. But anyways, since then God's been restoring like joy and peace in my life and I like I've it's like I feel better. Mm. I, sometimes I wake up and I keep waiting for like a bad feeling to hit me. Yeah. But it doesn't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or there was a while there that I was just waking up and it felt like every day was the same. I was like, like I was in this front and I was waking up and I would feel like attacked in the morning. Like I felt miserable for a little bit. Yeah. But then as that day went on, I was like, you know, I prayed and I felt better or whatever, but 
always in the morning, like I had this feeling hit me mm. and I was like, I don't want to, like, I don't want that. You know what I mean? I don't accept that or whatever. But now I wake up and I'm just like, I'm happy. Yeah. I wake up and I immediately start talking to God. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, thank you. I remember the other day I was like, I had like a list of chores to do. I was like, oh, I'm going to cut the grass and then I'm going to do some housework and stuff. And I was really happy. And I was like, you know, I was like, Jesus, I hope you're with me doing those things. And I like, I just, I was just excited to, you know, start the day yeah. and do those things with God. You know what I mean? Like I was just yeah. so happy. And ever since this experience happened, like I've, like I see joy growing more and more every day, like mm-hmm. other things to like other fruits of the spirit, you know? Yeah. Peace, joy, and self-control is a good one too, and uh, gentleness and kindness, even like towards the girls and stuff. I just, I feel those things growing. Yeah. Ever, you know, so much. Another thing, this I forgot to share when we had the tent meeting the other day, is that when I was praying, because I knew I was supposed to share something during that meeting, so I was praying and God said, share that story. Um, I immediately thought I can go into my car and get that piece out mm-hmm. and show it to everybody. It's like, hey, this is the piece that I'm talking about. Yeah, I went to my car and I tried to pry that out. I couldn't. <laughs> and I remember the first time I took it out, it came out easy. Yeah, I realize that now that that piece of trim, there's a a little plastic that latches. You know what I mean? Like it clicks when yeah. you put it in. Mine is broken. Because when I got that from the parking lot and I put it back, it it went in, but it was loose. So I was like, I'm going to have to order a new piece. because yeah. this was... So I went there and I tried to pry it out and I couldn't. <laughs> I stuck my key in the little hole to pop the thing out and it wouldn't come out. Wow. It wouldn't come out. Yeah. And another thing that I noticed too, like the piece looked new. It didn't look like it had been run over, right? <laughs> um. So I'm trying to get that out and I hear the Holy Spirit say, that's right, you're not going to get it. Mm. You're not gonna get that out. Hmm. It's like it's like no one's gonna get that out. Well. Unless it's me. I'm like I'm the one. Because I gave it to you. I'm not gonna take it away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. I gave it to you. I'm the only one that can take it away. Yeah. It's like the enemy's not gonna steal this from you. Yeah. And I'm talking about not the peace, but joy and right, like right. <laughs> um and peace. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And it was it was such a good moment too. Like, mm-hmm. I felt so good. And I was like, well, I can't get this piece out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God doesn't, you know, when he gives us something, it's not yeah. so that it can be taken from us again. Mm. Unless we unless we give it away. You can you give know? it away, yeah. For sure. But for sure. We always had that option, though. You can always turn your back on everything you're doing and just mm-hmm. go back to living. That's true. But mm-hmm. when God gives it. It's there for you. Yeah. It's forever for you, you know? Yeah. But we lose it or we give it away sometimes, I think, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, you let the devil use your tongue and you can lose things so quickly. Yeah. Your peace, your joy, um, you know, just whatever. Yeah, it's true. That's really good. Just today I made you upset. Yeah. And then you're upset with me for a little bit. Yeah. And I'm sorry. why are you bringing that up (laughs) why not you know it's a good it's a good um reminder or whatever but there's power in your tongue for sure you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and 
praise God that God is able to restore things. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can lose things, he'll restore it. Mm -hmm. And it's, and there's a Isaiah 61, 7, I think that's what it is. He will give you a double portion. Hmm. And it says, instead of misery, I think, there will be joy. Yeah. Something like that. Mm. Don't look it up. <laughs> Isaiah 61, Don't 7. Don't quote him. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a good, um, it's a good verse about restoration and stuff. Mm. Yeah, it's true. I think, you know, we, it can be confusing, I think, at times. Because, you know, it's not like, even though God has given us peace right mm. like for instance we have peace like god says he's like peace i am and i give to you and i leave with you and you know uh the bible's clear about like you know he'll give you um peace and you don't have a oh my god i quote this verse all the time but when i need to quote it i forget it mm. um the peace that surpasses all comprehension will guard your heart and your mind in yeah. christ jesus right in christ jesus in him and I think that, you know, we forget that it's in Christ, you know, and that when we want peace, we go to Christ to get mm. peace. Yeah. And I think like, you know, he's in us. So we always have access to that peace. But I think there is also a part of us that is willing to um, get distracted or look away from the peace, you know, yeah. like, and there's chaos. You might be tempted to focus on the chaos and not the peace, yeah. but it's not like it's never actually taken from you. Yeah. You always can still have peace, even in chaos. Yeah. Um, it's all a matter of what you're choosing to focus on. It's yeah. like, you know, you, you could be in a room and like this room has a fan and it has, you know, um, a computer in it, but you may never see the fan if you're always staring at the computer, you yeah. know? So it's kind of like, well, yeah, the fans in the room, but if your focus is on the chaos, then hmm. You yeah. won't recognize you have, you can have peace if you just focus on the one who brings peace and yeah. and gives you peace and leaves peace with you. And so I think it's a lot of times that, um, you know, I don't know, it's, it gets interesting because there's a lot of, like people get depressed. There's a lot of like physiological things that happened, you know, yeah. like, I mean, it sounded like you were depressed there for a while. Like you woke up and didn't realize. Yeah. I don't you know. Like the thing on depression is I don't. I was think I, I always think about depression because I don't think I've experienced depression, at least not to the point where other people talk about it. It's mm -hmm. like I've never had that, you know, I'm like depressed and I don't want to get out of bed. I'm depressed and I don't want to shower. It's like people say they don't want to shower or they don't want to clean and stuff like that. I do think that what I did have was like I wake up in the morning and I have an attack. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it was like by the clock every day. Um, so, so that's what I think about. I don't. I don't think I was depressed. You know what I mean? Because I think a depressed person is depressed morning, day, and night. You know, or, or yeah, maybe that's situation. not true. Though. I don't know. That's not you true. I mean? Actually, there's forms of depression where you wake up like hey, like you're just not feeling anything at all, and then yeah. by the day goes on, you feel better. Usually, that's a sign of depression. Um, you know, yeah. so that's. I heard, I learned that there's chronic depression and there's like a conditional depression, right? Yeah, there's all different kinds. Yeah. Some some you there are people who are depressed depressed don't know it, you know, because it's not like it's not like what you're describing, like where yeah. you're you know, you can't shower and you don't feel like moving and you're in bed all day. That's the people are functional depressed, you know, like they're functionally mm. functional. I can say I can say <laughs> one thing though. I I think that if I didn't have to wake up 
and get the girls to school or just wake up and make sure they're not like setting the house on fire. Yeah. I think I'd stay in bed in mm-hmm. those days and I would be like depressed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I often think about people that are alone, like they're maybe our age and they're not married and stuff. It's easy to fall into that depression. You know, it's easy to, because you, you don't have anything to do. Like you don't have other people to take care for. Like you just. Right. You only have. It's just you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's. I always think about other people that are like single and they don't have anybody. And it's like it's it must be much harder for them. Because mm-hmm. you help me out. Like just you being with me. You just like you just make me happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I am amazing. Yeah, so. like I I do think about spouses that lost a spouse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's yeah. like that's gotta be awful. You wake you wake up and you're alone. You know what I mean? Yeah, it must be the worst feeling in the world. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just this is I, like, it's almost like I don't have the luxury to be depressed because the girls are going to come in and wake me up. And, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know it's what true. I mean? There's dogs that need to be walked, and there's chickens that need to be fed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take care of Because somebody doesn't do it. I do it all the time. Please, mm. I work. I should just quit my job. So I they work can stop as well. Complaining about me not feeding <laughs> the chickens. I'll just stay home from now on. But whatever. Uh, it's a tricky subject, but we do have access to joy, and yeah. um, we have access too. to those things, even in those moments. Yeah. And I think the goal is always to go to Jesus in that. Yeah. And sometimes, though, I mean, I'm, I am i don't know. Like, and this is a tricky subject that's far oh, beyond It's different me. for everybody. You know yeah, I mean? it's, I don't know. Uh, I think that God is more than capable of working out our emotions for us yeah. to helping us process things and helping us to get to... Um, the light at the end of the tunnel. That's like true. if you were in depression, you know yeah. what I'm trying to say? Like, and like a lot of things are hormonal, like are just physiological things. Like it's just how it is. You well, know? Yes, there's also like, oops, people go through stuff. Yeah. You know I mean? No, I mean, for sure. And, and, it, and like childhood stuff and stuff like, I don't, there's a whole, there's a whole, like, there's a lot of layers to this. Super blessed to have like a happy childhood. You oh, know what I mean? Know. Like we don't, we don't have bad parents. We don't have like people that were that did things to us. You know, there's so many people out there. They they walk around. They they suffer things in their childhood. Yeah, and it's like, absolutely. Now it's like awful. You know what I mean? Like as yeah. you get older, things just get worse. Yeah. And then there's shame on it. And then there's like there's yeah there's a lot. You're fe- you're afraid that other people are gonna find out and stigma and this and that. Mm. And there was for a while there too the thing that um got us is like for a while our peace was like drinking a little truly and going in the hot tub you know what I mean because it was <laughs> yeah. like I just want to yeah. take the edge off because it was like oh I'm so stressed out yeah this and that like you with the whole corona thing oh my and, god yeah yeah it was the whole thing um I and, and it's so easy to replace god with a little drink at the end of the day to take the edge off you know what I mean well yeah that's the thing you know and then you're in that cycle of like once that feeling of the you know your your little buzz is gone and wake up the next day and you're like oh 10 times worse you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's always worse the next day yeah it's true i think that you know say you were dealing with depression or something else um god is more than capable of bringing you out of that here's the thing though is that 
I firmly believe, or at least I feel like God is teaching me now, is like he has to be the first thing mm. you come to. Yeah. Like, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Yeah. For my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So you have to come to him. Mm. If you go to everything else, you are going to have monetary or momentarily, you know, some kind of peace or joy. Mm-hmm. Um and, and I'd be careful to say this because there are situations that are far beyond me in my education and my spirituality. Like people have gone through things and it'd be careless to say generalized statements about depression or mental health or anything like that. Oh, it yeah. would be careless. But I will say this though, if, if Jesus is in your first line of defense, then it's the wrong line of defense. You know, yeah. going to a counselor is fine as long as G- you went to Jesus first. Let yeah. him be your automatic first response counselor i 100 percent believe in the um the fact that we need to talk to somebody oh yeah it's biblical i mean it's biblical like we yeah it is but Mm -hmm. like i'm saying like like if you like you're my counselor right Mm. like i don't i like i don't go to a therapist to tell them my stuff like I, i tell you my stuff yeah and i think that people who are single and have nobody. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think if I didn't have you, I'd definitely would go to a therapist and like tell them my stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially as Christians. Um, I, I do think I have now some people I could tell my things, but so far you've been enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I, again, I mean, if you had told me tomorrow, you're like, I need to go talk to a therapist. I'd be like, fine, go do that. You know? Yeah, 100%. Um, like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, in the Bible, in Galatians 6, I believe it's 6, talks about that. Like, carry each other's burdens. Like, yeah. go to each other and, and share in, in each other's burdens. Mm. But what I asked God about that, and this is a whole other vision that I'll share in the future. I actually thought about sharing it tonight, but you shared. But um, I asked about that. I was like, God, I thought we were supposed to come to you with it i mean like i don't want to okay first off okay episode eight i talk about burdens and how jesus talks about how we're giving each other how do you know it's episode eight because i just do that's good yeah my mind is like that yeah freaking quick you know um talks about burdens and how we like we we give each other our burdens instead of giving them to jesus Right. And, but then I was like, well, well, wait a minute, God, it says in Galatians six to share in each other's burdens. And he's like, yeah, but that doesn't mean so that you hold on to them. It means that you Mm. come alongside that person and you help that person lift up from the knees and give that burden to me. Yeah. So sometimes we need a little help gifting, lifting the burdens up to God. But ultimately the final destination for that burden should not be in the hands of another person. It needs to be in the hands of Christ. Yeah. So you have to help each other lift up the burdens. And so I think as far as counseling goes, that should be the ultimate goal yeah it's like your counselor is going to help you lift up the things that you're carrying to god and if you can do that in a counselor you can do that in a therapist or a friend good you know whatever no problem yeah but the goal is to come to jesus with it yeah i think what a lot of pastors pastors get burnt out with is carrying people's burdens yeah we're never meant to carry each other's 100 percent people go to their pastors and i Sometimes we don't know. I didn't know. You didn't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you go to somebody and you tell them, it's like, you give them all your burdens. And that person's now hurt, holding your burdens. Mm-hmm. And that's not supposed to be the way. Yeah. It's like, you're supposed to help each other and give it to Jesus. But, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, a good 
example of this is like, so say I'm sad or whatever. I've come to God and I just don't feel that much better. Yeah. So then I, I go to you and I say, pray for me because I feel this way. Yeah. Can you help me lift this up to God? And then usually I feel better. After. That go back, goes back to the angel of mm-hmm. relationship. Right. There have been things that I've tried to deal with myself and I don't think it was a lack of prayer. I don't think it was a lack of me hearing God. It was a lack of me telling other people about it. I think mm-hmm. that God did teach me that. Because if you look, well, you don't have to because you don't know me. I know me and you know me. Mm-hmm. I don't like asking people for help. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I I like doing things on my own. I. It's weird to say this, but... It's not that I think that asking for help makes you weak, but maybe at some level I thought that, you know what I mean? Or I want to be self-sufficient. I don't know. You pick one of those reasons. They don't matter. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I remember little things like, for instance, um, I remember this one time I wanted to drop my car after the mechanic mm-hmm. and I knew it was going to take a while. I didn't want to stay there. So I could easily call somebody and be like, hey, you want to give me a ride from the mechanic home? But instead of doing that, I just take an Uber, you know what I mean? Because I don't want to depend on people, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Little things like that. Yeah. And now I'm quick to be like, hey, you know, you want to give me a hand or whatever? When I can easily do it by myself, I make a point now of reaching out and being like, can you help me with this? Or I mean, I've done that to you like recently like Mm -hmm. I was on up on this little roof here on the shed. Yeah. I could have easily gotten off that ladder, mm. pick up those shingles or whatever. But I see you walking by. I was like, hey, you want to hand me those shingles? You know what I mean? Like, I I do that now as an what exercise. Did I say? Huh? What did I say? <sighs> no. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I guess I don't want to help you. <laughs> I know. And I did, though. Whatever. I know you did. And it's because I sacrificed. I remember you grabbed a bunch of them. I was like, no, just do like two or three at a time, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's true. It's though. the little things you learn. You we're, know what I mean? We're supposed to be in a community. Like, we're supposed to have fellowship with each other. We're supposed to be there for each exactly. other. That was one of the first things God showed me yeah. when we started our meetings. I remember seeing people as islands. Yeah. And I remember that there was. In my vision, either people had no bridges to other islands or the bridges have been broken. Mm. So I remember being here and I remember seeing, there was a lot of people here. I remember seeing bridges popping up as we were like doing our meetings, the bridges would pop up and stuff. Mm. There was a moment where we were just hugging each other here, like we were hugging people, like other people. And I remember feeling that that was weird because of Corona. Mm. It was right after Corona where we were told to stay apart. You know what I mean? And like people weren't shaking other people's hands and they weren't hugging and stuff. It was like, you know, hi, I'll stay six feet apart. But I remember vividly seeing that. I remember seeing everybody was an island and there were bridges coming up. Mm. You know what I mean? That's good. And I was like, God's restoring the relationship. I remember that saying is like god is restoring relationships between us here you know what i mean Mm. yeah that's good yeah Hmm. 
I didn't know we were going to talk about relationships, but we ended up doing that. Yeah, I don't know how we got here. I feel like we went long distance. Yeah, we went the long way around. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, we need each other. We're not meant to be isolated. We're not meant to be figuring it out on our own. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, we're supposed to be a gift to each other, you know? Yeah, we are. Our our unique gifts and abilities to perceive and hear God um, are supposed to edify each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing that too in a vision because I remember seeing the church as a puzzle. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the puzzle pieces or whatever. Yeah. And I remember seeing that picture and you would see the puzzle, but lots of pieces were missing. Yeah. And I remember the Holy Spirit saying to me, those pieces are people and they're hiding their mm. gift. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was like, well, you are su- you are suffering because other people don't want to participate. Dang, you're suffering because other people have the missing piece. Wow, you know what I mean? That's crazy. Yeah, I remember seeing that, and I was like, oh yeah, someone might have something, but because they, I don't, know, maybe they don't have direction, maybe they didn't work it through, maybe they didn't let the Holy Spirit heal them, or like any reason of. Maybe they think they don't belong. Pick one. Pick one of the reasons, whatever. But you not being healed is actually causing someone else not to heal because you can then reach out to that person and, you know, be a help because your testimony will help somebody. Think about this, like how strategic it must be for the enemy to get you alone and to isolate you and think Mm, and make you think that you don't belong. Yeah. Make you think that you... Why show up to a Sunday uh, at church or whatever if you have it online? Yeah. It's online now, so you don't even have to show up to church. Yeah. Whenever uh, I see an online service, I'm like, oh, this is like It's kind of funny because, I mean, obviously I see the the rationale behind it and how, oh yeah, people will get the word, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, when you think about what church is intended to be in the first place, it kind of doesn't make sense, you know? There are plenty of teachings and, you know, YouTube videos out there. If someone really was hungry for the word, they could just do that themselves yeah. or learn themselves. They could read the Bible themselves. Yeah, don't tell Why me you stream because there's a lack of yeah, no. um, information out there. there exactly. Is there's no lack of information. If I wanted to know about God, I could go download an app on my phone and read the Bible for myself. Yeah. So don't tell me that you need to stream services because there are people who can't make it to church. And maybe there aren't people that can make it to church. Yeah. But the facts are is that church exists to have fellowship with one another yeah. in person. No? Yeah. Like, isn't it meant to edify each other? Yeah. So it's kind of interesting, no? And I will say this too. It's like, man, okay, to me, we are the church, as you so eloquently told me the other day. Um, <laughs> so When I made you angry. So like, you know... Say what you want, because I was like, I don't know, we're not starting a church, and he and you were like, we are the church. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so if you're meeting in your house, you are the church. You know, if you're meeting in a building somewhere, you are the church. Like yeah. you, as a human being, yeah. and another person, and another person, you are the church. And so if you're fellowship with each other and edifying each other, then I mean, I have to boldly say, I don't care if you go to an uh, an incorporated, you know. Yeah. LLC something or other. <laughs> Aren't they called that? I don't know. Some kind of nonprofit. Yeah. Organization. Then who cares? 
True. Honestly, who cares, right? Like if you're meeting up with God in your house, like we are, but we do go to church, but um the truth is or vice that versa. the church the church church mm-hmm. from year 1 or year 0. Yeah. Or 33, I don't know. Okay. Was it zero when Jesus died or was I don't it 33? Know. Don't ask me those. Doesn't ones. matter. Um they didn't have buildings. They right. didn't meet. Yeah. In buildings, but you could also make the argument that they didn't because they were being persecuted. You know what I mean? Like they weren't free to meet anywhere they wanted. Right. That's true. But I don't. God didn't want a temple. You know what I mean? Like, right. What would it look like today if we had no temples? You know what I mean? But doesn't matter. This is off topic. This is. We should probably just end this. <laughs> we're gonna go on every tangent there is. I guess. Yeah. At this point, but this seems like a good place to end it. Yeah. I mean. Don't rem- Don't forget that. Isolation fosters depression. Okay. You like that? I won't remember. I, wor- I learned it on Did an episode of House. A t shirt? An episode of House. <laughs> you should make t shirts of that. He's going through therapy and, you know, mm-hmm. he's just like, his therapist is like, isolation fosters depression. He doesn't want. Fa thinks he's a natural doctor house. because he's hey, oh, oh, yeah. so many reruns. How many years of I've house. Watched house. I've no He'll sit there and just watch it. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> Yet the You've other seen, day, my can, like, finger was all now. my finger was all purple the other day, and uh-huh. I like almost had a panic attack about it. I don't I understand like, that. I think I'm dying. You're so odd. <laughs> One time, Fa went to the doctor because of a spot on his foot. <laughs> like you're fine. It's like a beauty mark, a mole. Well, you don't care because you're a nurse or whatever. I I care because I okay. First off, I don't care because I am a nurse and I know it's nothing. Like get over it. And then like your thing was purple. Is it purple anymore, Fa? Um, no, no, the answer is no. The answer is no. It's not purple anymore. It, it was took just you the a weirdest day. thing. I did not hit my finger with the hammer. And you obviously injured your finger somehow. I don't you don't remember how. No, I remember it was the vibration. That doesn't matter. Let's end this. All right, but let's just be honest here, though. You're a little bit fussy about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that the moral of this story is, the moral of this episode is what? What did we just talk about? Never work for a Chinese place because mm. you would be robbed you all the get time. Robbed. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going. I'm going to title this episode, but restoration seems like a good topic. Or you know, hmm. how about taking back what you've given away to the enemy? You know what? No, it's funny because we talked again about relationships. We probably should have just stayed on that first vision that you had because that really. Like, we ended up back at that anyway, mm, about yeah. relationships. Yeah. And I think that's what this is about. Yeah, it is. It it's doesn't a, matter. It's about relationships. We can have a segment where I just say my visions. <laughs> yeah. Just. What I notice is my visions will come when I'm talking about other stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, I saw that one time. Oh, yeah, I saw that one time. Yeah, well, I have Whereas like you come down here and you have a whole spiel of like. Not not all the time, though. Jeez. Your one vision. Uh, not all the time. Well, like my curse vision was like a little, little yes. blurb. All right. Um, thanks for coming, everybody. Episode 19 is on the books. Yeah. Thanks for listening to us. Um, Hit that like. Follow Share us it. on Instagram, Share on it. Facebook, on the YouTube. Share us so we can hit. Visit our website. Subscribe. Like us. <laughs> Share us. Share us with all your friends. Yeah. Everybody you used to know and know currently, send them a link. Yep. 
And um, yeah, we appreciate you listening. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.